What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live Friday edition. Flyers coming off a 4-3 win over the Florida Panthers. How about 48 saves on 51 shots? The one Carter Hart. 941 save percentage in the game. Actually lowered his season save percentage from 949 to 947. Incredible. Didn't think he was at his sharpest last night. Kind of fought the puck a little bit. Had some rebound control issues. And still battled for 48 saves. Wow. Got to give it to the guy. Because sometimes when you don't have your game, you can go, all right, I don't have it tonight. It's not going to be a great result. Or you can go, eh, I don't have it tonight, but I'll just keep battling. And he battled his ass off in that game. I mean, the end of the game was insane. When Florida pulled the goaltender, I got these stats from Brian Smith from the Flyers that uh, Florida last night in the game had 109 shot attempts, 109 NHL stats says the previous high shot attempts against the Flyers were in 2016 against Pittsburgh with 92. (laughs) That's crazy. Florida had 17 shot attempts in the final two minutes and four seconds at six on five Flyers did block eight of those. Carter Hart made seven saves in the final 204, and the other two were misses. Provorov had five of the eight blocks in that final 204. Lawton, TK, and Cates had the other three. It's That's an incredible number. Incredible. So we'll talk to Adam Kimmelman in just a second. Let me tell you about Bet Parks because this is a great time to get on the Bet Parks app. You've got a great weekend on tap of how about the finals in baseball, the series, the fightings in the series. Against the Strohs, you can get in on that action. You can bet player performance, same-game parlays, live in-game betting, player performances, strikeouts, all kinds of great stuff on the Bet Parks app. You've got a full card of uh, hockey action this weekend. You've got a full card of college and pro football. You've got F1 in Mexico for the Mexican Grand Prix. Tons to bet on. Get on the Bet Parks app and do it. It's easy to sign up, fast to use, faster to win than ever before. And you can still use that promo code Jason750, Jason750. That'll get you a $750 bet risk free. That is for new and existing users. Terms and conditions do apply. So check that out. Again, Jason750 and get the Bet Parks app. You're not going to be disappointed. You need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, let me tell you about our other great sponsor, Conquerville Subaru. Good fall weekend. Good time to jump in your car. Drive down Route 202 in Glen Mills. See the beautiful Conquerville Subaru dealership and trade in that car for a certified pre-owned or take a look at the incoming list of great Subaru vehicles. You're going to love it. I mean, the dealership is spectacular. Go see my buds down there and uh, make sure you tell them I sent you. Now, why Conquerville? Because, you know, Conquerville cares is a saying, but it's also a reality. Conquerville has done so much great work over the years. It's why I've been a loyal customer in the community that it's unparalleled. They were the first Subaru Nation Love Dealer, Promise Dealer of the Year winner back in 2015. They've got eight years supporting the Newmore's Children's Hospital of Delaware. They've got adopted 15 classrooms once again at Marcus Hook Elementary School, where they uh, donate $500 for the teachers to pick classroom supplies for their rooms. Plus, they continue the donation and will be doing it again, are doing it again, of thousands of coats to La Humanidad 
Hispania and Kennett Square. They've done that now for 10 years. And that continues, again, like I said, to this day. That's putting your money where your mouth is. They do care and they care about their community. And that's why you should visit their great dealership. Now, it's a great time to visit the beautiful showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills and check out the certified pre-owned inventory or pick from a list of incoming Subaru vehicles. And it's more than a dealership. It's also a great service department, free car wash with every visit. So visit ConquerVilleSubaru.com online and check out the showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember, Conquerville cares. A lot to talk about in this episode with Adam Kimmelman from NHL.com. He joins us now on Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. How are you, Jason? I'm good. Um, what a night last night. And Carter Hart, once again, it, just unbelievable. What are your first impressions? This team is 5-2, and two, but, I mean, they've been outplayed so significantly and, once again, banged up beyond belief. Well, yeah, and and John Tortorella kind of alluded to it last night, and, and it's something that, that I asked him about because he said it in the opener, the season opener against New Jersey. It's There's no style points here. It's do what you have to do to win. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter if it's ugly, if it's pretty. Just score at least one more goal than the other team, and that's what they've been able to do. You know, and you're seeing a little bit of an identity develop with this team. And you know, they don't care how they do it. And it's it's interesting to see because I don't know if that identity had been there previously, where they had that. If you know, it doesn't have to look pretty. It just has to get in the back of the net. And we just have to keep it out in our end. And they've really done a, you know, a great job keeping teams to the outside. You see them getting out shot on a nightly basis, but they've somehow been able to make it work for them. And we'll see if it lasts. But it's been it's been an interesting little ride for them so far through these first seven games. Man, I love what you just said because they've been able to keep teams to the outside. So there's been some high danger chances in the middle of the ice in the, in the D zone. But a lot of shots have been from the outside, and that is not a high-danger chance, and goalies will take those. But let me give you this number, because I just had Brian Smith and the Flyers send this to me, Adam. Uh, NHL Stats says that the previous high shot attempts against the Flyers was back in nineteen or 2016 versus Pittsburgh. It was 92 shot attempts against. And that only covers the time period from 2009-10 season till now. Florida had 17 shot attempts in the final two minutes and four seconds, all at six on five. The Flyers blocked eight of those. Uh, Carter made seven saves in the final two of four, and the other two were misses. Proveroff had five of the eight blocks. Lawton, TK, and Cates had the other three. But all said and done, Florida had over uh, last night 107, I think, shot attempts in the game. I mean, this is 109 shot attempts last night. Okay, they must have changed. I think it was 104 when I saw the game sheet last night. And, and I talked to Paul Maurice after the game. He said, you know, here's a guy who's been coaching since the 1980s. He said, I've never been a part of a game like that where we didn't win. <laughs> you know, I've never yeah. been, a, I've never seen a game where a team has had 104 shot attempts and lost and come away with, with no points. So he's like, I, you're, there's nothing I can really criticize my team about. We got beat by a better goalie. We spent the entire game in their end of the rink, which meant we were doing a lot of things right. We just couldn't get that one break to go when we needed it. So that was a very frustrated team flying home last night. But, you know, it, it's interesting. You, you you know, I was in both locker rooms, and the team that won wasn't really all that excited by their effort. And the team that lost was sort of like looking at themselves saying, what more could we have done? 104 shot attempts, 51 on net. 
you can't answer a lot more than that. They even scored a power play goal, which they hadn't done in six games. Yeah. So it, it was really an interesting experience to watch, you know, the the emotions from both teams after the game last night. Boy, that dichotomy is crazy. That's awesome that you you were you know, in both rooms last night. Yeah, they're going home after losing to Chicago 4-2 to and losing to the Flyers 4-3. to That's four points that they looked at on their schedule based on expectations of teams and said, we got to get those four points against inferior opponents. Yeah, you know, these are games that going into the season, I'm I'm sure they looked at and said, okay, these are this is a trip, a short two-game trip against teams that really don't have a lot of expectations going for them, but you know, they really you they, they really felt like they wasted the first two periods against Chicago the other night, really played well in the third, really ran up the shot clock, just couldn't get enough done. And then last night against Philadelphia, again, you know, 19 shots in the first period. 19 shots in the third period. You went over how they they pushed the hell out of the Flyers the last two minutes and change. You know, there wasn't much more they could do. They got beat by a better goalie last night. And and credit to Carter Hart and credit to the defensive effort. Look, we saw Ivan Provorov blocked eight shots last night. We saw what he was willing to do. We saw Justin Braun take one in the head, come back in the game and play. You know, other guys just laying out the – sacrificing the body and – you know, I thought it was interesting. Carter Hart said it last night, and, and, you know, I like Carter. I've known him for a very long time, even before he came to Philadelphia, and he's not one for, for deep introspection. But he said something that really resonated with me is that we're starting to find an identity, and it's something that maybe we didn't have as a group the last couple of years, but we're starting to become this gritty, grinded-out team, and, you know, they never get – they're comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's really something that had been missing for this team the last couple of seasons. You know, we can see it from the outside watching, but if the players are feeling that way, that must mean something's going right for them. And and yes, it's seven games. So you have to take it with a massive spoonful of salt. But there's a lot more positive, I think, than negative around this team right now. And I know, you know, watching them get outshot every night and watching them basically play the equivalent of rope-a-dope for most of last night's game isn't really a long-term recipe for success, but I think there's a lot more to like about the way they've played and the commitment they've made to playing that way than there is not to like so far. Yeah. And Adam, I mean, you've known the goalie for a long time, the maturity of his game. He hasn't let the last two years derail him. That's really hard for a goalie because he's, you know, in those two years, from a statistical standpoint, he's gotten touched up pretty good. He's had some good performances, but overwhelmed at points. Uh, are you just so impressed with the way that he has rebounded? I mean, he didn't play a preseason game this year. You know, well, he, he and had I a think, lot of scrimmages. No, and I think you've seen that in some of the 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 goals that have squeezed through him. Like you could say the two two of the goals he led in last night, probably he would like to have back. The one gets you know between the arm and the body. And then the second goal kind of slides under his pad. He didn't have it sealed on the ice. You know, there was a goal against New Jersey. The first goal, I think they scored it in that game. He'd probably like back. So little bobbles here and there. But, man, once he gets about 10, 15 minutes into the game, you're seeing a guy as locked in as you'll see right now. And and some of that is the structure in front of him. Like, that's also something that's been missing maybe the last two years where – there's a commitment to to defense, and maybe it doesn't register on the shot clock that way, but the block shots are up, the physical play is up, 
you know, I, I, I haven't seen the advanced numbers, but I wonder how many of those opportunities he's facing are high danger this season versus last season. And he's, but he's making those saves, you know, 945, 947 save percentage. He's, he's having, like, I've always trusted the fact that he could be a franchise goalie. I yeah. think now the numbers for this early start to the season are matching those expectations. Yeah, there's been a lot more, I think, predictability and environment. You know, the backdoor was something that was a big issue for the team last year. I, I don't, I haven't seen a backdoor goal scored on him or a layered screen scored on him this year. I haven't even seen a lot of those shot attempts with layered screens. Massive issue last year for him because they couldn't get out of that. But their spacing in the D zone has made a huge difference there. You said that, you know, this team's comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, they got the right coach for that. Oh, for <laughs> sure. He yeah, relishes that. Yep. He doesn't want his team comfortable. He wants his team on edge in a way. And, you know, we saw against San Jose, you know, TK and Hayes not play the third period. Then we saw last night, Morgan Frost didn't see a shift for the second half of the second period, got one in the third, took a penalty, saw maybe 11 seconds of power play time. Wade Allison, I think, got one shift in the third. With uh, Torts is showing that accountability is daily and it can be anybody. Well, it's something that, and it's funny, you know, I go back to what he said, I believe it was opening day press conference, or maybe it was, it was the start of the season. He said, when a problem comes up, he solves it in the moment. He's not going to worry about, he's not going to say, all right, this is a problem today. Let's make sure we address this tomorrow. Because when tomorrow comes, there's going to be a different set of problems. And we're going to have to deal with that. So let's nip it in the bud. Let's get it out of the way in that immediate moment. So if it, if it's Kevin Hayes or if it's Morgan Frost or if it's Wade Allison or whoever, they're not playing the way he wants them to play, they're going to sit. They're not going to play. And if it's in practice, he's going to stop practice. He's going to make his point known. He's going to address what needs to be addressed in the moment. He's not going to let it slide. He's not going to let it slip. And I think that's, again, a, a different level of accountability then and and listen, I don't want to say this as a, as a knock on Elaine Vino or Mike Yo because they had moments of success during their tenures. But I think this is a different level of accountability, and it's something that was needed. And the results speak for themselves. They're five and two, you know. They're you know seven games into the season, but they're first place in their division. Take that for what it's worth. But there's something to be said for the turnaround in attitude, the turnaround in mindset, and that accountability. And nobody is immune. Nobody. No, and, and I think more so, you know, we in the media made a big deal out of Kevin Hayes and Travis Connected getting benched in the third period on Sunday against San Jose. But you have to think that sends a message to the other 16 skaters, right? Okay, we're down two goals in the third period, and our two big dogs are sitting on the bench, and we're watching Nick Delorier and Lucas Sedlak on the power play. Yeah. And and I don't mean that as a knock on Delore and Sedlak, but if you're going to go into a game of the power play, you want to have Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny out there first for obvious yeah. reasons. But the, that message resonates through the rest of the group. Maybe Hayes and Konechny weren't playing to their utmost capabilities, but that's a message that goes out to the rest of the team that if those guys can get benched, anybody can get benched. If those guys can get sat down, I can get sat down too. I better pull up my socks. I better start playing harder. I better buy into what this guy says because he's not messing around. Yeah, and that's coaching the team, that, not the players. <laughs> well, that's it. It, it ha yep. that message goes through 
one end of the bench to, to the other. Everybody sees it. Everybody gets it because it was obvious that those two guys were sitting down and were sat down for a reason. And and Travis Konechny said it last night. He's like, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed yeah. to, that, to have that happen to me. I realized I hadn't played well in that game and the game before it. And I wanted to send a message to the coach that you're not going to have to be able to do this to me again. You're not going to have to do this to me again. And you go back and watch that game and, and everybody points out to the two assists. But to me, the play that really stood out for me was the play he made at the blue line before the, uh, before the power play goal. You know, he takes the shot, it gets blocked. And rather than just kind of watch it go down the other end of the ice, he really laid out to make a really nice play to knock that puck down, keep it in the zone, keep that play going. And then a minute later, they score. So, you know, there's an energy to his game. Again, he's a guy I've watched his entire career. He looks more energized and, and more into the game than at any point I've ever seen him. So if he's going to have that attitude and have that approach, it's going to go a long way for this team. Adam, there, I've sensed it as well with him that he just seems more settled in life right now. TK's always been very relaxed when he talks to the media. He's very comfortable in that position. From the moment he came in, a lot of guys come in and they're really kind of almost rigid and scared. And But he's come in and he seems like he's in a good place in his life. And he's been a leader everywhere he's been. You know, he's worn a letter on his jersey everywhere he's been. With Giroux not here, Couturier and Atkinson not available right now, I think he's been a little bit more of that apple of the leadership and that has him more invested in it as well. Do you, do you get that sense? Well, I, I think invested invested is a really good word for it. I don't know, you know, he, he he's a little bit older now. He's a little bit more mature. He's become a father or he's about to become a father. I'm not sure is, where yeah. that timeline is. So that changes a guy in a lot of different ways. And, and yeah. yeah, TK had a lot of growing up to do from when he came into the NHL to where he is now. And, and his career has sort of gone in a lot of different directions. You know, he came in and he scored, what, 24 goals, three straight seasons, and then the last two, it hasn't gone. It, it's been pretty rough for him. So, you know, he's gone through a couple of coaches. You know, he's gone through a whole a host of line mates. He's seen guys come in and out of the line and come in and out of the locker room. Now he's an older guy. He's not the kid in the room anymore, right? Yeah. Like, he's got more experience, and, and he looks behind him, and there's Owen Tippett, there's Morgan Frost, and there's Wade Allison. And, and these guys, Noah Cates, and these guys are going to look around at the older players as role models. Well, I think he understands that now. He understands that he's sort of in that group with with a Kevin Hayes, with a Scott Lawton, where he's got to be a guy who sets the tone for the team. And I, I'll admit, I really wasn't sure how he would buy into this new regime with John Tortorella, but he looks more energized, more engaged, more invested than at any point I've seen him in his NHL career and when you take that level of engagement, that level of, of investment, and you add in that that huge skill set that he has, yeah, you know, he's got a chance to have a really, really strong season here. You know, maybe this is the season he breaks through and he gets 30 goals, but he looks like a guy who who definitely is more motivated to be a big performer. Now, I don't know if that ends up with him having a letter on his jersey. But you see the trust he's gotten. Look, he's killing penalties a lot this season. Yeah. And it's something he's wanted to do. It's something he's never had the opportunity to do. But he's doing it, and he's doing it well. So, yeah. you know, he played 22-plus minutes last night. Second most, second, you know, most ice time in a season, one game after he got benched. 
So he was given the opportunity to redeem himself. And you have to think he took advantage of it. And, you know, if he maintains his attitude and he maintains his mindset, there's no limit to, to what he can accomplish for this team. Yeah, I mean, 24 goals in that last year in 1920, that was in 66 games, the 30-goal pace. He was an all-star that year. Um, I, I had talked to him the one night. I said a du- you had a double bucket repair in uh, two straight shifts. That tells me you're doing your job. When he's got to throw his helmet to the bench to get repaired twice because he's in there banging and face-washing and being a nuisance in, in the positive way without taking penalties, it's – it, that's his game, and he and he seems like he's really walking that line perfectly right now. Let me ask you about D'Angelo, because obviously a lot was made about D'Angelo being the acquisition over the summer, playing alongside Ivan Provorov. Those two played one preseason game together. When Torch was asked about their performance in that preseason game, he goes, I thought they sucked, <laughs> and they weren't very good, but they've hit the ground running here in this regular season, and uh, Tony is adds a dynamic to this team on the ice of, a guy that'll really push the pace, but Adam, and you really saw it last night against Florida. He played like somebody pissed in his Cheerios. Played with he plays with a lot of emotion, and this team needs that emotion. What have you thought of D'Angelo? I, I think he's been good. I think again, he's brought you know a certain level of swagger and, and on the off the ice and and on the ice. You know, he he is what they haven't had. Right, they haven't had that offensive minded defenseman. You know, Shane Gossesbear gave it to them a little bit, you, you know, but I think he, he's he got a little bit more speed, a little bit more energy to his game than even Gossesbear had. And, you know, he, he does walk that line of being a guy who can help you, a guy who can hurt you, you know, sometimes on the same shift. And and he does have that phys- – he does bring that edge to the game, and, and he does walk that line. And he took a couple penalties last night that maybe he, he – in hindsight, maybe he would like to – dial it back just a little bit but you know he's the guy that you know coaches say it all the time I'd rather you know have to pull but pull a guy back than have to to bring it out of him right you rather have to pull the reins on a guy with too much energy than have to find a way to motivate a guy and there's no lack of motivation Tony D'Angelo and look this is a place he wanted to be he wanted to be he's from here he grew up a Flyers fan He's made no secret of, of, of his allegiance and, and where his, his allegiance lies to this area, to the sports teams here, to the community here. He is invested. And, you know, again, he's another guy who you wondered how he would handle John Tortorella coaching him. And look, Tortorella has given him as much ice time as Tony D'Angelo can handle. And I think he's handled it well. He's played, you know, first pair, power play, penalty kill. The power play certainly looks like it has a different energy level when he's on the ice. He's moving on the blue line. He's constant motion, and that's something they sorely lacked last season. Their power play got very stagnant last season and, and, and seasons before that as well. But he is constant motion, and that's, you know, you've seen the success they've had on the power play because of it. So I think he's been very good for them on the ice. I think he's been very good for them off the ice. I think he's been very good for Ivan Provorov. He's allowed Provorov to sort of simplify his game and – not have to worry about, you know, I got to do everything. I think it's always been an, an issue for Ivan in a good way. You know, he tries so hard. He works so hard. He almost works too hard, if, if, if that makes sense. You know, you can try too hard to do something and have it backfire against you. So that's why he's got a partner now that can do a lot of the things, you know, up the ice and allow Ivan to just play his game. And if he wants to attack, he can attack. 
if he wants to stay back and, and, and be that defensive presence, he can stay back and be that defensive presence. There's a calmness to his game that probably has been lacking the last two years. So, you know, this That's is trying to compensate with different partners, isn't it? Well, for sure. You know, when yep. you have a guy that you trust, it makes the game a lot easier. You know, go back and watch how he played when he got the season with Matt Niskanen. Yep. He's probably the best Ivan Perovarov we've seen. I think he's he's back to that level where it's not a constant revolving door of who's who's on his uh, you know on his right. You know, yeah. he knows who's going to be there. He knows how he's going to play, and he's able to adjust his game accordingly. Look, when he's had steady partners, whether it was Andrew McDonald, whether it was Matt Niskanen, that's when he's been at his best. When the kind of revolving door has been there, he struggled. Now he's got a guy that he trusts, a guy that that he's been with, you know, 20 minutes a game every night for seven straight games. I think it's going to make his game a lot easier. I think you're going to get back to seeing the 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 Ivan Pro, the best of Ivan Provorov, you know, that we've seen previously. I think you're going to see more of that this season. Uh, they make a, a claim on the waiver wire yesterday. And they grabbed Kiefer Bellows, who was waived by the New York Islanders, was a first-round pick, 19th overall, I believe. And, you know, I looked at it when he was put on waivers, and I saw it, and I said, they almost have to take Kiefer Bellows if they get the opportunity. And they did, considering JVR is now out. Uh, They have, obviously, bad news yesterday with Sean Couturier and with Cam Atkinson, a lot of uncertainty of timeline or what's going on there. So they almost had to grab Kiefer Bellows. What do you think of the player? I, I think, you know, he's another guy with a ton of talent. And Tons it to prove. really well, you know, he's an offensive minded guy. He's the work ethic has been a little bit of a question. You know, he's a shot first guy. He's a vo- he was a volume shooter and a volume scorer when he was at the US national team. Uh same when he was in college. Hasn't really replicated itself in pro hockey, but the talent is certainly there. You know, he's similar to what they already have with with Owen Tippett and Wade Allison in that he's a, a, you know, a little bit on the bigger side, which is good. Um, Isn't the greatest skater in the world, but the the talent is there. If if John Tortorella can be the coach to unlock him, the Flyers have the chance to get a real top nine steal at a very discount price. But there's going to be some work there to get him up to the pace that they need to play at, that they want him to play at, and is he willing to do the work that needs to be done? So the the talent is there. The shot is there. The offensive skills is there. The potential is there, at least. It'll be interesting to see if it works. Uh, John Tortorella is 64 years old, been around a long time. There's always an assumption with older coaches, Adam, that they prefer veteran players and they don't develop guys. We heard that about AV. We hear that about a lot of veteran coaches. Torts to me has evolved quite a bit as a coach and he's done a good job developing a lot of players going all the way back to Tampa and then all the way through Columbus with Warinsky, who he let unleash his skill set. What have you seen out of Twitter? You've seen him for years. How much has he evolved as a coach and his approach, not only to controlling the 200 by 85, but also letting young players develop and, and as long as they maintain his non-negotiables. Right, a ton. He He's changed a ton over the years. You know, he used to be a guy who, and, and he admits, he tried to coach every inch of the ice. When the puck goes here, you're supposed to go there. Offensive zone, neutral zone, defensive zone. And he's cut a lot of that out of his game. You're right. He does have certain 
non-negotiables that are are incredibly rigid, and and he does not buckle on those for any player under any circumstance, young or old. You have to do certain things certain ways, but he's way more flexible in you know if you make a a smart mistake if you make an aggressive mistake he wants guys to be aggressive he wants guys especially as forwards you know if you're an offensive player be offensive do the things that make you special within our structure but do them and if things go wrong things go sideways it's going to happen it's a game of mistakes and he's not going to kill a guy for that but if you get out of what he demands there will be a price to pay and Going back to what we saw with Kevin Hayes and, and Travis Connecting, he benched those guys. You know, Morgan Frost got it a little bit last night. Wade Allison has gotten it a little bit. You know, he will let guys play, but you have to stay within his framework. And and I think it also, and it's the amount of information he gives guys. There, there are so many deep dive statistics, analytics, whatever you want to call them. You know, we see them on the public side. The teams have them, you know, way more than, than what we know. And the coaching staff, John has said his job is to take that phone book size cache of stats and winnow it down to a couple things that the players need to be successful. Don't overload them with information. That is one thing that he's really sort of learned over the years. And and he said he really figured it out when he was in Columbus. You can just obliterate these guys with information. Just overload them. He said once he figured out how to like cut it down to – the three, the four things they need for each game to know. They got way more successful, freed them up. They became players instead of robots. And I think he's carried that on here to Philadelphia where, you know, again, they get all the information. It's his job and his staff's job, Bradshaw and and, and Rocky Thompson and Daryl Williams, to take that, that huge, you know, breadth of information and cut it down to what the players need for that individual game and so far, it's worked. And and look, it, it's you're right. It's part of the evolution. And and we talk about players having to change their games as as the years go on to stay in the league. I think coaches need to do that too. And and that's what John Tortorella has learned, and that's allowed him to you know 64 years old to still have this level of success. Yeah, and be able to speak to you know 20 year olds. That's not an easy thing to do because the you know players have changed in the days of rub some dirt on it and go are are it's different now it's not you can't tell them you got to show them a lot of times jim jackson asked him a question when we were in our pregame um meeting one day and said when's the best time to teach and he said that you know attention span with younger athletes is totally different now than it was mm-hmm. you have to find those right times to have teaching moments and those things um last thing for you adam um when you look at this team and the injuries that they've been dealing with the last couple of years from ryan ellis to Sean Couturier, now Cam Atkinson. Uh, I mean, have you ever seen anything like this in the NHL where, I mean, I, I don't know that I, I've ever seen so many consequential players going through catastrophic things like this for now two, three years. I yeah, mean, it, it's, it's disturbing. It's very strange, and and I don't think there's anything you can pinpoint on it. I don't think you can say, you know, the training staff is lax, the medical staff isn't doing their job. I don't think there's anything to that. I think it's just bad luck, and and you know, I, I think it's just an unfortunate circumstance. Look, 
Ryan Ellis was a really good player. And if they knew he had this back problem or, or whatever, the, the psoas muscle, they would not have acquired him. They wouldn't have brought him in. They certainly would have would not have signed Sean Couture to an eight-year contract if they knew he had a back problem. These are just unfortunate incidents. And, and Cam Atkinson, you know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, obviously, you know, John Tortorella talked about it a little bit yesterday. He's very frustrated. He wants to play. Cam Atkinson has been a relatively healthy player for the majority of his NHL career. He's not an injury-prone guy. And Sean Couturier really is not an injury-prone guy. Last four years, he played pretty much every game except for a couple because of COVID. Right. And and now they now he's got it. So now they have some issues. It's, a, it's an unfortunate turn of events. I don't think there's anybody to blame. I don't think there's anyone at fault. And I know it's kind of trendy to, to point the fingers at this guy or that guy. It's just, it's a rough game. It's a tough game. And, and you look at those guys, they're on the north side of 30. You know, especially in a guy like, like a guy like Sean Couture, he's been in the league since he's 18, right? And he's 30 years old. So that's, you know, 11, 12 years in the league. There's a lot, and those are some hard shifts. You go back to his early days when he was on the third line and the fourth line, and he's playing against Evgeny Malkin every night. He's playing against Joe Thornton, and he's playing against, you know, the other team's best guys. So he's taking, you know, hacks and whacks and cross checks and, and all those sort of things. You know, he didn't really become that offensive top-line guy until three or four years ago. So there are a lot of hard minutes on that body. So... It's unfortunate he is where he is, but yeah, it's just it's very strange and it's very unfortunate. But you hope for the best for those guys, and they're able to come back and and be healthy players again in the not too distant future. Yeah, and you know, coming back in hockey when you had a back issue is tough because skating there's no shock absorption. <laughs> you know what I well, mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, you don't have any shocks in your skates to have a, a little bit of relief on the tension in your back as you skate and you move and all of those things. Well, not only that, there's no give in the boards and there's no give in the glass. Nope. And, exactly. and you know, you're banging into that a lot. Even even the light hits are yep. still hits. They're still violent collisions all over the ice. And in games, in practice, it, it's just it wears on you and you're, you you only have so many hits in your in in punch in your punch card eventually you're going to run out of space and you have to hope that there's still some space left on on Cam Atkinson's punch card and 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 Sean Couturier's as well yeah no doubt well we'll see where this goes adam it's going to be an interesting week coming up you get carolina then you go on the road against the rangers toronto and ottawa so four games saturday to saturday in the calendar week and uh it, this has been I mean, we're getting a lot of information. We'll see where this all goes, but geez, it's been a, a wild ride already here. Um, people read your work at NHL.com. How's the podcast going? Podcast is going great. NHL uh, draft class is available anywhere you get your podcast. We just had Dan Marr on um, the most recent episode. We were talking about the uh, central scouting midterm, or I'm sorry, preliminary players to watch list. And uh, we're going to have a very special guest coming up next week. Um, I don't want to give it away, but it's definitely going to be somebody you're going to want to tune in for. So NHL draft class, me and my co-host, Mike Morial, it's available anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, you know, Stitcher, any place you go to, to enjoy your podcast. It's, it's free. It's available to download no commercials. So it's always fun that way. So NHL draft class, highly recommended. And you got one hell of a draft class coming. <laughs> yes, we do. And, Holy. And, 
and we're going to talk to a guy who's going to be at the top of it coming up here. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, we'll check that out. And uh, Adam, you do great work. I appreciate the time today. Uh, return appearance here on Stick to Hockey Live. Be well, my friend. Anytime, Jason. Uh, thanks to Adam Kimmelman for taking the time to join us on Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Love having Adam on. He's a repeat guest. Matter of fact, I think he was our first guest for the live launch last year. So good to get him on here early in the season as well. Great information and make sure uh, you check out all his great content that he puts out, both written and podcast and more. So we appreciate him coming on and we'll be back Monday. Anthony DeMarco will join us on Monday's uh, episode. And I'm still working on procuring a guest for next Wednesday's episode. Uh, but Friday we'll have our good buddy, one of my favorite guys, from NHL Network Radio, Scotty Lachlan. Scooter will join us coming up next Friday. Uh, so we'll talk to him as well. So we got a great week coming up, a great week of hockey coming up. Four games for the Flyers Saturday to Saturday. So this Saturday, Carolina. And then they're going to head on the road trip with the New York Rangers to, and to Toronto for a back-to-back. And a couple of days off, and they'll face Claude Giroux and the Ottawa Senators on the road. We're getting closer to Giroux coming back to Philly. That is on November 12th. So they faced Ottawa Saturday the 5th, and then they have a couple games, St. Louis and Columbus, and then Ottawa at Wells Fargo Center at 1 o'clock, again, on uh, November 12th. So we're just two weeks away, 15 days from now. So uh, that'll be a big, big day when uh, El Cap returns to Philadelphia. Uh, get the Bet Parks app. Great time to do it. You got the series this weekend with the Fightins and the Strohs. Same game parlays, live in-game betting, player performances, you know the drill. It's all there for you, easy to use, easy to navigate, faster to win than ever before. You're going to love the Bet Parks app. If you don't have it, download it, go to your app store, download the app. Easy to open up an account, easy deposit methods, fast payouts. It is simply the best way to get your action on sports and so many ways to get your action on sports. So make sure you check that out. Use the promo code Jason750, new and existing users, and get that risk-free bet up to $750. We'll have another hockey boost coming up for you next week as well on Wednesday. Uh, so download the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And also this weekend, why don't you head in the car, take a ride down to Route 202 in Glen Mills, and check out the Conquerville Subaru dealership. Fantastic dealership. A great time to check out their certified pre-owned inventory and a list of incoming Subaru vehicles. They still continue to do the great work they do in the community. They were the first Subaru Nation Love Promise Dealer of the Award winner back in 2015. Uh, so check it out. It's more than a dealership. Great service department. Free car wash with every visit. So visit ConquervilleSubaru.com and check out the showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember, Conquerville cares. So lots of hockey on tap for the next calendar week. We'll be back Monday with Anthony DeMarco next Friday with Scotty Lachlan and much more on Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. In the meantime, everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy the weekend. And heading into Halloween coming up on Monday. And we'll talk to you on Monday's episode of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. 